Hello, listener, and welcome to Straight Shot Health Talk. This is the podcast that provides honest and straightforward information about health, wellness, and how to survive our crazy healthcare system. This is for people who want to focus on getting well instead of just treating symptoms. Sound like you? Then let's get started. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Straight Shot Health Talk. I am your host, Dr. Kevin Kukaro. And today what I want to talk about is something a little bit different. And it has an odd title, but we're going to talk about active therapies versus passive therapies. And we're going to talk about when they're appropriate for each of those. All right, now what am I talking about active versus passive therapies? All right, well, what I'm really talking about is what you do. Okay, it refers that active or passive role refers to you, the person who these therapies are going to be prescribed or advocated for. Okay, and what this means is do you take an active role in it or you take a passive role? All right, now some examples of these a passive therapy is basically everything that we do in healthcare. Remember, way, way back, we talked about what it is that we do in the healthcare system where it's geared towards cutting you, poking you, and drugging you. All of those are passive therapies, meaning, yes, if it's a drug, you have to open up the pill bottle and take it, but that's it. That's You're really not engaged uh, in anything else other than taking the pill. If it's an injection, uh, yes, you have to drive to wherever it is and lie on the table, maybe fill out a couple forms, but you're getting poked. You're not taking an active role in that. And if it's surgery, uh, again, the same thing. You're filling out some forms, but you're going to ultimately either be asleep or not, and then the surgeon's going to cut you and either take something out, put something in, or, or whatever the case may be. But they're very passive therapies. Now, active therapies, on the other hand, are therapies that you are in control and you do. Those are things like exercise. Those are things like, um, and that can also be facilitated exercise. So you're working with a physical therapist or you're working with a trainer or you're doing something where someone's coaching you through the process. Um, uh, other types of active therapies would be, uh, I think, you know, goal-directed or... or um, nutritional change so you are trying to change your diet as a healthcare modality um, but the big difference for these is when they are appropriate and this breaks down into what we would call emergency care versus elective care when it comes to your health now what's the difference for those well emergencies are things that are emergencies those are when the, you know loss of life or limb are an imminent threat. So if you are having crushing chest pain and you have changes on, if they're doing the EKG and they're looking at the electrical activity in your heart and there are changes there that are suggesting that um, something, the electrical activity in your heart is not the way it is supposed to be because there's a blockage, there's areas that aren't getting oxygen, etc. In that situation, you are going to be taking a passive role. Passive therapies are going to be addressed against, towards you, okay? You are going to, people administer medications. A lot of times they're going to take you to the cath lab. They're going to try to open up that blocked artery and get blood flow going on. That is totally appropriate at that time, all right? Likewise, if you are in a horrible accident, some sort of traumatic accident, big car wreck, whatever, and you have broken legs, broken limbs, and they take you to the emergency room into the trauma bay, in that situation, passive therapies are going to be performed. Again, you're going to be a sort of a bystander there. Yes, they're going to, if you're conscious enough, they're going to ask you some things, but you got to let the system take its, its course right then. They need to repair the bones, sew you up, whatever the case may be. Or, you know, another example is if you're having a stroke and you have bleeding inside the head, in that situation, there's going to be passive therapies. They're going to, they're, they're going to be administered. So 
really the best way to think about passive therapies is that they're an acute or an emergency process, something that you really cannot control because you, you're not going to, if you're having an acute heart attack or you're in risk of death, there's little that we're going to be able to do to prevent that on our own. Right. Meaning you can't think it away, wish it away, exercise it away, whatever the case may be. Something needs to be done. Same thing if you're in the car accident, there's, you know, you've got a massive blood loss because you cut open an artery. Uh, hoping and, and exercising or, or doing something that's more active isn't likely to succeed in that role. Now, the problem, though, is when we take those same passive forms of therapy and then try to use them to apply towards what we would know as elective healthcare modalities or chronic care conditions, things where they're not at imminent risk of death or harm. These are things like, um, you know, heart disease in general, obesity, she's uh, diabetes, at least type two diabetes, where it's not necessarily that you don't have enough insulin in your body, like it is with when people are born who aren't producing enough insulin, but the people who have developed insulin resistance often associated with obesity. In that situation, a passive therapy, cutting, poking, or drugging, is not going to get to the underlying issue. A passive therapy in that particular regard may provide a, um, a patchwork that will work. I mean, you're kind of putting a Band-Aid on something, but we're not repairing anything with it. Uh, they may delay the onset of an emergency or, an, uh, or some sort of new horrible process happening, like a heart attack. Uh, later on, but they don't treat the underlying issue. And so in that situation, when you're when it comes to a chronic health condition, really what the focus should be on are active forms of therapy. And if we had an adequate healthcare system that would do this, when you were seeing your doctor's office, there would be the time, which is not built in the system, and so I'm not trying to bash anything here. I'm just saying that this is the nature of the system. But you would have time to be encouraged to figure out what the obstacles that are preventing you from behavioral change, that maybe you're having difficulty with exercise. Maybe you don't understand what a good exercise regimen is. Maybe you, when it comes to diet, you're unclear on how to cook. You, you don't know what are the best vegetables to eat or how to shop. Um, and, and there are, I, I will tell you, there are people who don't know how to shop that, that are, don't have access to good food and things like that. But we would be identifying these obstacles, and then we would provide the tools to you that you can perform an active form of intervention for yourself. All right. So if you're listening to this program, what I, I just want to encourage you to really take a notice of is if you are in a situation where you have some sort of health issue, whether it's pain, whether it is um, heart disease or high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, whatever the case may be, is... When you are not in a situation where there is an emergency happening, again, you're not having a heart attack or you're not having uh, something that's a, a imminent, we're talking 24-hour risk of, of, of death or loss of limb or substantial damage to you. In those situations, always look towards what the active therapy could be, what it is that you could do, that you could take an active role in through movement, for changing your diet, et cetera, uh, as the treatment to address why that condition is taking place all right you will be there's gonna be people that are going to be pushing all sorts of passive therapies on you they're gonna be pushing the drugs taking the pill again that's that's totally passive getting the injection that's totally passive getting the surgery etc and in some situations you may need those if you have diabetes you will probably need some sort of 
um, supplementation so that you can not go into, um, you know, have too excessive problems with your blood sugar and such. But that will not correct the problem. That pill alone is not correcting the problem. It is simply a Band-Aid. And the processes that created that incidence or that the reason that you have that process have not been addressed. The only way those those conditions will be addressed is through an active form of therapy, which is really, again, the movement, the diet, the exercise, um, the attention to stressors and things like that, all of which are a much more active form of therapy. Okay, so hopefully this makes sense. Again, active versus passive therapies. Passive therapies are good for acute emergency situations, acute meaning new onset happening now, those types of situations where there's loss of life, potential loss of limb, potential serious harm occurring. In that situation, that's where passive therapy goes in. But for chronic medical conditions, always look towards the active therapy, the things that you can do, the things that you can be active and engaged and participate in uh, for the treatment of your health. All right, folks, until next time, stay well. 